We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Got plenty to talk about today, including more on James Harden. The situation just continues to get more and more bizarre. The twists and the turns and when will this ever end? Um, I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on X at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, I am deep into hat season right now. I, I am at that point of waiting so long to get a haircut that I feel obligated now to wear a hat to where I, I think I'm going to try to make a point tomorrow to actually finally go get a haircut. And so I at least have the option of not wearing a hat. It's funny. I'm in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm like, you can tell with mine when the sideburns see that action there gets a little shaggy. Like that's, that's definitely when it's time. And then it gets a little long in the back. Like, and I like to say it's curly and I feel like I could pull it into a ponytail. It's nowhere close to that. I wish I had locks like that still, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I hear you for us. Like we're into like cold for Florida season, which is why the blanket is out on the chair behind me. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how, you know, it's, so it's, it's what's cold. that mean? It's that 75. Yeah, that means it's under eight <laughs> is the high for the day. So, uh, and it touches you know, down into the fifties, uh, you know, for the lows. So that's that's where we're at. But you know, that's that's uh, cool for Florida, and you know, I'll, I'll take it if that's the life I live. So be it. I'll sacrifice for everyone. Uh, Keith, did you rock the mullet in the eighties? No, no. I had, it's funny, my, my daughter just had to do a school project about family history. So my mom sent a ton of pictures of like me younger and I had some horrendous haircuts as a kid, uh, bowl cuts, like, like full on, like look like they put the bowl on my head and cut around it. Uh, yeah, that bad, bad stuff back in the day. Oh, I definitely did the down the middle part in like the early nineties. You know, I did that thing, which everybody was doing for, for a yeah. little bit. Um, but no, I, I was pulling up some pictures for my daughter last night to show her some pictures of the, the of my grandpa, who she didn't get to meet. Um, and and I had forgotten how epic my mullet was in like 1988. And it, it was it. yeah, it was it was a thing of beauty. That's for sure. Um, I, pictures I that will never that. make their way online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those will never. My bad ones will see never the light see the light of day either, I hope. And the only thing they the only like really funny thing we did so when i i was a um 
was I was junior year of high school. Uh, we we would leave school and go hang out at somebody's house before our basketball games because we had to be back at school. So we would go to someone's house, hang around there, and then we would come back. And the rules were we had to hang out till halftime of the JV game, mm -hmm. watch the JV team play, and then we went into the locker room and got ready for the varsity game in the second yep. half. And we, well, we all hung out at somebody's house before the uh, JV game started and we had to be back. Uh, we decided it would be a good idea to dye the tops of our hair blonde. Oh. Um, but we kept like here down like the regular color so that way we could put a hat on because we're geniuses we're like that way like our moms won't see that we like dyed our hair blonde so it was like 12 of us you'll, you'll who definitely this. get away with that yeah we got away with it until we came out to warm up for the varsity game and had to take the hats off and then all of our moms saw us. And it was like this line of moms, like standing on the baseline, yelling at all of us. What did you do to your <laughs> hair? And we all looked like complete morons. So, yeah, it was just dumb, dumb adventures. Done. You, you have to remember when the year is like 1998, everybody was bleaching their hair. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was the thing. You had the bleached hair, the puka shell necklace, yep. the Oakley sunglasses <laughs> and and all yep. the all the stuff. Yep. That was that was the way we rolled back then. Yep. All right. And I the suppose down shirt should... over t-shirt oh yes yep yeah that yep, was yep. the look that was the yep. look that's the way to do it that was the way to do it um all right well this has been hair care with trevor and keith yeah, we'll see you on we, should, we should probably talk <laughs> basketball at some point okay let's get into it I, I think i've just been trying to avoid this at this point the james harden update which so we actually got some pretty interesting news from uh from sam amick in terms of where the discussion is at with james harden with the clippers with the 76ers that essentially the Clippers have offered an unprotected first-round pick in addition to another first-rounder, which from what I've seen is there's thoughts that it's kind of a fake first-rounder. It's a first that mm -hmm. could become seconds, you know, something like that. Obviously, Sixers aren't thrilled with that. And then matching salaries for James Harden. That's what the Clippers offer is sitting at. And the 76ers want Terrence Mann included. Not necessarily that they want Terrence Mann so much, but that they already have conversation with, with other teams to go get somebody else include involving Terrence Mann, um, that they need him in the deal in order to flip whatever assets they get to the, from the Clippers. They would like the, you know, fake first to become a real first. And they want to take that draft capital and, and Terrence Mann and turn that into something that helps them win right now. And so that's the holdup is the 76ers are saying, well, without man and without a, a real, a couple of real firsts, we can't do this, so we're going to wait until you guys up your offer. And the Clippers are saying, you don't have any other offers. We're the only buyer, so we're not going to do anything. Meanwhile, James Harden feels like, what are you doing, 76ers? That deal is good enough. Just get this thing done. And so that's only adding to his frustration, and it's part of why he is still away from the team right now. And that countdown, Keith, that we talked about yesterday, the 30 days, it continues. Yeah, we and to be clear, we don't know for certain that Philly has has started counting these as you know True. unexcused absences and withholding services. But if they do, you know, we we know at least we're on, I believe, three days they can count of that. So, you know, if that's where we're at, that's you know, we're, we're you know, it sounds weird to put it this way, but we're already a tenth of the way there of the amount of time he could miss. And you know, in more real terms, we're less than a week from the regular season starting. And if you're Philadelphia, you have had, I mean, we're going to, so we've seen, you know, preseason is 
varying levels of care by many of these teams, but Philly has had like, I don't think a beads played in a preseason game yet. Harden obviously hasn't. And I would assume at this point will not. And, you know, they're going to start the season with just, all right, we're rolling it out there with what we got and got to figure this out. And much like we referred to often with Ben Simmons, it becomes not only are you missing the player, but that is a you know 30 plus million dollar salary hole sitting on your books that you can do nothing with until it's till you can find a workable trade. So so that that's what's messy with the Clippers things too. can kind of understand why the Clippers might be saying, I don't know about giving up real picks and uh, picks without protections and those kind of things, because the challenge for them is they cannot trade a pick until 2028. That's the next available pick mm-hmm. that they have to trade because they still have obligations that are you know outstanding to the Thunder uh, through 2026. And I think if you're watching this by now, you know the stepping rule means you can't trade two picks back to back years uh, without having you know any pick available. So the Clippers owe a 2026 pick and stuff before then too. But then they've got 2027 through 30, but wouldn't be able to trade till 2028. At that point, if you're the Clippers, you might be looking at and saying, that's four seasons away. Like, I don't know that I feel great about what will even be. Kawhi and PG will probably be gone. Yeah, exactly. So you want to start being a little more cautious with trading those out. I did have somebody say, well, they can't even do it anyway because they're up over the super tax and there's the frozen pick rules. That doesn't start until next year. So mm-hmm. that's a whole whole other thing. Right now, this is still, we're still in that get your stuff in order year. Or if you're the Celtics and the Suns and a couple others, the let's blow way over the line because it's our last chance to do it uh, yeah. year. So it's, you know, just kind of, you know, there. But yeah, so I get why they'd be maybe a little reluctant to, you know, just start throwing in picks, you know, willy nilly and say, nah, who cares? It's just draft picks. The Terrence Mann stuff. I don't know. It's a little weird to me. That says a lot more about James Harden than it does about Terrence Mann to me. And I like Terrence Mann. I know the Clippers like Terrence Mann, but to me that says he, we don't feel like giving up a good rotation player mm-hmm. plays a real role for us and backs up, you know, arguably our two most injury prone guys on the roster, both of them in exchange for a guy we're not totally maybe sold on. Like we'd like to have him, but not at the expense of, you know, giving up everything we can. Well, and, and he could very well be a rental, you know, and we, we can, we can certainly question uh, James Harden's age and, and what that'll mean for his future and, and all of that and what his ability is going to be for the next few seasons. But it's also, I mean, he, he'll be a free agent next summer. It's possible if you're the Clippers, you go and you surrender two firsts and Terrence Mann and the matching, you know, uh, salaries. And then next summer, James, the season doesn't go the way you want. And James Harden says, yeah, actually I am going to go back to Houston. Right. I mean, that, yeah. That could happen. That, that could happen. So that's and the other to thing be you clear, be careful. James Harden is not extension eligible because of the contract he signed was only mm-hmm. a two-year deal. You can't extend a two-year contract because this is not – wait, we got to remember, this is the second year of a new two-year deal he signed with Philly. He did not extend. This is not you know a, a, anything off of his prior contract. So he's not extension eligible. So whoever he is playing for or his contractor turns out with Philly, he will be a free agent next summer. Barring he pulls this whole 30-day miss and Philly says, eh, you're a free agent, but you can't go anywhere without our permission. Right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, let's... Someone's uh, going to blink eventually, right? This, now it's a game of chicken. 
That's where mm-hmm. we're at because it seems like it's only these two teams. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody jumps in really surprisingly, but this is not this is not Damian Lillard. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a very different situation. I think they're both waiting to see what's the Sixers record, say 10 games in. What's yeah, the Clippers sure. record? 10 games in, right? And, and I mean, and the, 10 games in. <laughs> right? Whatever, whatever. I mean, the Clippers are hoping that the 76ers just go down in flames. And the uh, the 76ers are hoping the same for the Clippers so that the 76ers can point to them and say, and say, see, you guys need a trade. You, you yep. need to fix this right now. You better get a guy like Harden. And the Clippers want the other opposite to happen and say, hey, Joel Embiid's got to be getting pretty upset with all this losing, right? You better make a move and get something. So that's um, that's that may be what it takes in order to um, unlock this whole situation. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, let's talk about this story that they came up on ESPN yesterday, which uh, John Morant behind the scenes did not paint a very pretty picture of what's gone on with John Morant since he's gotten into the NBA. Um, I thought it was obviously John Morant's side would have a very different interpretation than what was presented in this article. But I also thought it was nice to see ESPN doing this kind of a a piece, just this kind of a deep dive, you know, a lot of research and and all that kind of stuff. Um, Because we don't always see this. This is from uh, Baxter Holmes and and Tim McMahon. But it, it certainly, I think, leads to a lot of concern. In fact, there was one line in it that really caught my attention. They didn't focus a ton on it. There was one line that said that even after all, you know, all of this, and I'm paraphrasing everything that's gone on with job, the multiple suspensions, the, the, the questionable behavior and all that kind of stuff um, that Memphis is still right now really concerned about the way he's behaving. And that to me is very, very worrisome. And I'm hoping that the fact that they didn't go too far in depth into that is a sign that maybe it, you know, maybe there's not a lot of truth behind that, or maybe it's not, you know, a, a huge issue, but he's suspended for the first 25 games of the season. If there's still concerns in Memphis about what he's doing right now, that's not great. That's not great at all. Yeah, to to that part, if that's where we're at, then that starts to become a he's much more tradable than we thought as far as from the Memphis side, right? It's a lot more, all right, maybe you just need to be somewhere else and start over and get a fresh start, those kind of things. I hope, I really, really hope that's not where we're at. Like, like I hope that is either exaggerated. It's maybe older. It's, yes. you know, something because I want, I love John Morant the way he plays. And we've talked about it before on the show. I think he was a complete immature moron with the stuff he did the first time I'm willing to, all right, you got dinged, you got penalized. Okay. But then you did basically the same thing. Like, well, it was just months later. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's just like, to me, that's almost like the, you know, when it's like you tell the kid, don't touch the stove. And then they touch the stove. Now, hopefully he got burned and he learns his actual lesson, but it's like, you know, you, you were told not to do it. And then he did the exact same thing, which is almost more of a, not even the act itself is, 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 is egregious as the, you, you did what you were punished for already. 
Yeah. So I hope he gets it figured out because he's such a great talent. So cool that Memphis had their guy, right? Like they right. had their super duper star who, you know, they could build around. And I just want them to get back to, you know, what they, they were kind of growing into because that's still a team with a ton of upside there. There were stuff in that report that really like, I was like, Oh God, like what? Like, yeah. like his dad, when he was underage, taking him to bars and stuff and, like and strip that, clubs. Yeah, when he's under I mean, like I meant just yeah that that was to me like I could never like imagine going to a strip club with your dad period yeah. right like that's like <laughs> holy moly right I mean that's sure. that's, yeah. that's not that's not ideal and then on top of that that he's underage and he's getting alcohol and all this kind of it I mean it really paints the picture of a guy who like for all the glowing reports coming out of college got to the NBA and became a different dude. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that's not what you want to see, especially for a guy who is, I mean, he's on the fast track to become one of the faces of of the NBA and one of the and you look at a league that has a lot of European players that are really becoming the stars, right? You look at Jokic, uh -huh. you look at Luca, you look at at, uh, at Giannis, of course, and Ja was was that American that was that was coming up in in the NBA, he, him and Jason Tatum and and a few others. Ja was on the fast track to become that guy. And so, man, I, I hope that they get this this figured out like now. Like this has yeah. got to get sorted. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, I I my my hope is and Taylor Jenkins, it was reported, had a conversation with the Grizzlies as a team and spoke with John ja Moran. I believe it was after the piece posted. And it sounds like he basically told everybody, hey, he's doing everything we're asking of him. And we're checking in with him all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, all over this. And they they I think they did the right thing from an NBA standpoint, saying, Hey, he can be around the team. Like he can be yeah be around the team. He can travel with the team. Cause I think if you had said, Nope, go away and we'll see you in, I don't know when the 25 games is up exactly, but we'll see you in, you know, late November or whatever it is. I think then you run the risk of isolating him is not the right answer. Like I, I, I don't think that's the right thing. Keep him around the people who can hopefully get him where he needs to be. And I think that's the right thing for them. So hopefully, you know, he will obviously won't be there for games because when you're mm -hmm. suspended, you do have to go away during the game, but that's just the game time, right? They'll, they'll either send him home or they'll send him back to the hotel or whatever on the road. But my guess is somebody from the Grizzlies is probably, if not with him directly 24 seven is probably around him pretty mm -hmm. close that or you know pr pretty much there because this is a heavy investment both ways so you know really really hopeful that you know this all gets cleared up and you know when he gets back on the court you know what after whatever ramp up time he needs to knock the rust off we're talking about john Morant making great basketball plays and that's it from here forward yeah that would certainly be ideal i mean it sounded like from the piece the grizzlies do have team personnel you know yeah. security with them but he's that's flying his he's flying his friends and, and and family and stuff to all the road games via yeah. private jet, just following the team. Yeah. And then as soon as they land, he's taken off with, with friends and stuff and going and partying in whatever city they're in. That stuff's got to stop. Yeah. That stuff's got to stop. And I hope they do get this figured out sooner. And yep. like you said, so we can just focus on the basketball with him. Absolutely. All right. Evan Mobley got his option picked up. And I know Keith, you had some, some thoughts here on where is Evan Mobley at in his career right now? Yeah, it was more just uh, like, and this is not a, is Evan Mobley not good? Right. Because right. clearly Evan Mobley is very good. But it was more of a, 
were you disappointed he didn't take more of a step forward last year um, than than what he did? Like, I I get I've been hearing that as a talking point a mm-hmm. lot. Um, took the exact same amount of shots per game last year as he did the year before. Basically, the same amount of threes, same amount of free throws. You know, everything was was the same. Now he did hit better. He hit fifty five percent last year versus fifty percent as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, three point shot still is it's you know really non-existent he takes about a little over one a game and still you know well under 25 percent last season upped his rebounds upped his assists blocks fell off a little bit turnovers fell off fouls went up a little bit um mm-hmm. and obviously scoring went up a touch because of the better shooting so i my thing is i am kind of now i was hoping for that like leap into like yeah. you know star status last the, the year year two leap and that and maybe that's maybe I was just a year early on it, needed needed a little more seasoning. But I think um I'm, I'm I'm super excited for what comes with him because I think the Cavs are there, there is question about how long is Donovan Mitchell gonna be there, right? That 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 that's kind of an open question that's been asked a lot around the league. Is he long term for Cleveland? If he is or isn't, we'll see. But Darius Garland is, Jared Allen is. But they're only going to go as far as Evan Mobley turning into a dominant two-way force. We'll take them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just all those other guys are known quantities, and that's not to say they're not good because they are. I'm I love Darius Garland. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I love watching him play. Donovan Mitchell's a known quantity as far as his scoring goes, and then Jared Allen, known quantity as far as his, his rim protection and his rebounding. But it's really got to be. Evan Mobley is the one who it's like, all right, there's, there's like levels here where this guy can go. So uh, the picking up the option is that's a no brainer. I mean, obviously, right. This guy's very, very good. It was just more of a, like, were were you surprised you didn't take more of a leap last year? Yeah, I think I am. I think we usually look for that kind of year two breakout from players, but Mm -hmm. uh, he, like his offensive efficiency did get better, but for the most part, we saw, kind of the same guy last year as we saw mm-hmm. in his rookie season. And so that adds a little bit of disappointment because he's everybody's super excited when he's a rookie because we start projecting forward. Okay, if this if this arrow is pointing up, that means next year he'll be this. Next year he'll be that. And he didn't quite make that that big leap in the second year. But that doesn't necessarily I mean he's he's 22 years old. Yeah. Right. Like it's not it's not like he's 26 or 27 and, and you're, yep. you're starting to reach his physical prime and he kind of plateaued or whatever. He's 22 years old. Um, this is a guy and he turned 22 in June. So this is a player who very well could just be a, it could be a year three leap for him. We'll, we'll see. And remember, he's got a lot of other options on the team. Right. You've got yeah. Darius Garland. You've got Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Jarrett Allen is there to be another lob threat for the team as well. You take some of those pieces away. And maybe we are seeing the year two leap from from him in terms of the stats if he was on a team that that wasn't quite as good. So that could be part of it too, where he's got really good players around him, and so he's not being force fed the ball or anything. Where if he was if he was a Houston Rocket or something, and he's got all the minutes and all the opportunity, maybe his mm-hmm. his leap does look look bigger statistically. But it uh, wouldn't shock me if we see an even further increase in efficiency and the step forward. Uh, here in year three for him. Yeah. And to your point, like if you look at like Paulo Bancaro's rookie year, his counting stats are all better, 
but his shooting percentage are all in the tank because yeah. he's having to create everything pretty much himself because Franz Wagner is a very good player, but he's not, he's not like setting Bancaro up over and over and over again. Like how Garland is setting up Mobley or Mobley is right. playing off Donovan Mitchell drives and those kind of things. It's just kind of funny. If you look at Mobley's college stats, is you know three years ago then his rookie stats then last year if you just look at all of them they're all like remarkably similar like to like all right he can score around the rim jump shots kind of and and you know rebounds just under 10 per game but you know just under a couple blocks per game like it's just kind of funny and it is you know maybe that's what he is maybe he's consistent into you know very good player um you know at that but i i tend to think we're gonna see a massive year out of him where it is like all right this is like i'm ready now now i'm fully ingrained we're a good team. I know what my deal is. And I know we're all waiting on the jump shot to come, mm -hmm. but I'd rather see, like, I want you to be like in the range for defensive player of the year every year now, like, like that, like we're in year three, let's start, you know, getting you on those lists where it's like, all right, every year when you sit down and think about it, Evan Mobley's in your top three and a lock for all defensive first team. Cause he's got that kind of skill. And then the offense, you know, will come along behind that, you know, pretty well, I think. You know, I kind of wonder, I don't, given the star power that's going to be associated with Team USA this next summer, I don't know if the opportunity is going to be there, but I, I could very easily see Team USA being a big part of his his future. Yeah. He would that's make a, a lot of sense, I think, in the international game with his defensive versatility. Yeah. Um. Again, maybe he maybe we do see the breakout this year and his name starts popping up for, for next summer for the Olympics, but... I think I could really see that, especially if he does start to make that leap this year, he's going to end up being, I think, one of those next guys that gets that gets added in the mix. Yeah, it's a great call because it's not like the U.S. is swimming in big men the way they are, you know, guards and wings and forwards. My, minus our fellow American, Joel Embiid, uh, you know, who, who will be there in a Team USA Correct. jersey. Yes. Um, you know, but yeah, no, that's a great call out. You know, and if not, yeah, if he's not on this Olympic team, you know, maybe he's in the next cycle for the World Cup and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that there. So that's, yeah, I like that one. I, I think I think there's possibility of that for sure. He's definitely got that kind of potential in there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's finish up with some players getting waived and one player getting signed. Uh, Kem Birch and Darius Baisley. Kem Birch, I mentioned before we came on the air, apparently he's the anti-Andre Drummond because I looked up his age and I went, how? How is, this, yeah. how is he 30? It feels like he hasn't been in the NBA that long, but uh, Kem Birch is 30 and he was waived. Darius Baisley was waived. And then uh, the Bucks signed Glenn Robinson III. So maybe uh, a return for GR3. Yeah, it's it, it it's an exhibit ten deal for Glenn Robinson the third, and yeah. we'd heard you know he was in the mix to to get one of those you know with somebody uh, this year. So you know we'll we'll see. I know Boston worked him out reportedly at one point. He he hasn't played in a couple years, so we haven't seen him. He wasn't even like on the minor league uh, level in the G League anywhere. So so that's a mm-hmm. little interesting. Of you know he's clearly trying to make a real. Uh, you know, come back at this point. But, you know, I, I wonder, did, did they just dig out his dad's number 13 jersey and just give it to him? You know, and just, you know, <laughs> pull, pull, pull it down. That, that would be kind of fun uh, there if, you know, if that's that's what they wanted to do. So, and I just, I, why I wasn't looking at the camera, I was scrolling to see if they have a number 13 on the roster right now, and they do not. Uh, Darius Baisley, that's a little bit of a surprise that he got waived. He, he was on a um, non-guaranteed contract, but it was mm-hmm. a standard deal, which is usually an indicator of, a real shot at making the roster. Then Ken Birch, we all kind of knew that was coming, uh, you know, with San Antonio. They were plus one. They had to cut down somewhere, and, and he's the one who goes. So um, there were, in the last two days, I think there's been, I think we were counting them up this morning, there's been some somewhere in the range of like 30 um, signings and waivers. These are going to continue to mm-hmm. happen. These are teams lining guys up for the G League and getting them ready to, to go as the uh, NBA uh Preseason winds down. Again, we talked about it just the other day. October 21st is when you're going to see the majority of teams do their final waivers and cuts, especially guys on Exhibit 10 contracts. So mm-hmm. you're going to see you know 100-plus of these. I wrote about it over on Track. I tweeted it again today. If anybody wants to go see it, you can go to the article that explains Exhibit 9 and Exhibit 10 contracts, what they are, and why we see these you know massive amounts of signings and wavings and everything else that goes on at this time of year. Remember, Exhibit 10, they get an extra $75,000. I believe it's if they stay three months with the deal. That's the way it used to be done. Yeah, I think it's 60 days. 60 days now. now on the I it was 50000 I think, three months or something, but now it's... 75,060 days. So it's it's incentive to not go overseas essentially mm-hmm. is what yeah. is what teams are paying these players yeah. and it's and that's uh, on that's top not a bad of their bonus. G League salary. Yeah, you know, which that? is that's on top of their G League Correct. salary. So it's like yeah. a bonus. So yeah, it's that that's yeah, that's why teams give them that just cuz it's hey, yeah, let's get you there and then you know we we can go from there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's you know, but it will be a surprise name or two that gets waived, you know, somewhere and you know, again, Baisley was was the one this year. So, you know, here we are. Yeah, I mean, roster crunches are what they are, and mm-hmm. sometimes some guys wind up being cut loose that you weren't necessarily expecting. But there it is. Um, I think that's about it for today. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe by tomorrow, James Harden is traded. Maybe. One can hope. I don't one know. I, I don't know what he's going to have to do to, to, to make that happen. He might... Might need to, you know, we might need to get in or be over some real scheduled nonsense for him to get traded. I'm not, that's right. I'm not sure. You know, let, let's see. I, I personally pull, pull the Bynum, but in a game, like in a real game. <laughs> Just shoot I mean, from how anywhere. long? What, what, it'd be one shot, right? From like, 
you know, 70 feet and then they'd be get out of here. Like probably. Yeah. I, they would have, they would have to pull them right then. Oh yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't let it go. No. For, but I take one. I mean, you know, he's got a boy. He's got to do those. You got to, you can't launch like a 40 footer. Cause that's not all that uncommon. You know, but if, if it's like a, you know, 75 foot shot, 80 foot shot, then they'd be like, yeah, here we go. You know, pulls down a rebound, one dribble and let it fly. Well, let's, let's see it. I wonder, and this is completely absurd and completely into the realm of nonsense. What if Daryl Morey said, all right, James, all right, fine. We'll move you. If you shave the beard. Oh, there we go. What, what happens? That'd be awesome. What? <laughs> I don't think he would. Thank you you think he no. would say no? Yeah. How long would it take him to grow it back? That's my question. Like, like, is, is he just one of those people who, like, he could grow it back in the span of, like, a month or two? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And how long does it take him to keep that thing clean? That's what I wondered. Like, does he, does he like, find I, stuff in there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nest of baby birds or something yeah. <laughs> hanging out in there. What's that? That one wizard from the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit or whatever? He has like the birds living in his 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 hat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think that's, it is. I don't know. Now we're now we're off the rails. We're we far started off the rails, and yeah, it, it's good. We got the show on track for long enough to get to the news. <laughs> we got we got through what we needed to. But yeah. everybody, thank you so much for for joining us as always. Make sure you do subscribe as we push for thirty thousand subscribers on YouTube and of course over on the podcast side, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you give us that five-star rating and where applicable applicable a review as well. You guys have been fantastic. We love, love all the, the viewership that we're seeing right now and the and the surge that we're seeing. So again, make sure you're subscribing if you're new and uh, hit that like button as well over on the YouTube channel. All right, everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.